All right, uh, welcome to the uh, Air J the Great podcast show. Uh, we got a special guest on the show today, a uh, music artist, Vibe Like Ty. How you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, uh, for for anybody out there um, that haven't heard our uh, music, we're going to uh, play one of our songs, and then after that, uh, we'll get into the interview. <laughs> Listen to her in a while, but yeah, I, I, I remember when I, when she first came out. Thanks, yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, first off, uh, just tell the people uh, where you're from and uh, how old are you? I'm from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm 21 years old. Okay. And uh, what's the first thing that uh, come to your mind when you hear your hometown? Uh, definitely Bryson Tiller and Jack Carlo for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that has never been in Louisville, just to cry, just describe what kind of city it is, you know, how it was here growing up when you was younger. 
Um, Louisville's definitely, uh, I would say, a tight-knit type of community, um, especially when it comes to music. Like, I feel like music kind of just brought everybody together, especially when we saw Bryson blow up and then we saw Jack blow up. It was like, dang, like, we can really do this, you know, coming from this city, really do this music and make it happen. So once we, I feel like once all that stuff happened, it kind of just made everybody closer as a music community. And uh, I feel like I feel like that's never gonna change from now on. Okay. So, what was uh some of the struggles you went through growing up? Uh, did you uh, you know, just everyday kid growing up here? Did you have two parent household? Any siblings? Things like that? Yeah. Uh, I had a two. I had a two parent household. Uh, I didn't for a while. My mama was a single mother. Uh, until I was probably about like. 10 uh so once it became a two-parent household I felt a lot better you know just about my mom in general because I felt like she had to work really hard to raise like three kids on her own so once it became a two-parent household a lot of things became less stressful for just the whole house in general um but really I, I really didn't have no adversities like in the household I would say more so outside of the household just you know me growing up, trying to find myself and, uh, you know, find my sexuality, things like that. Those, those played a part in me growing up as a kid. Okay. Uh, are you the oldest? I'm the middle child. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what type of activities you was into as a kid? Did you play any sports or anything like that? Uh, I played – I started playing basketball when I was five and – I didn't stop playing until uh, my last year of high school. Okay. Yeah. So as far as uh, your family and uh, close friends, did you have anybody involved around you in the music business or were you the first person to go down that route? Uh, no, I was I was the first person to go down the route. Uh, my, my parents was kind of like iffy at first because I always used to like do dance. So everybody thought I was just gonna dance my whole life, but I was like, nah, I don't wanna keep doing that. I think I wanna do music. But everybody was supportive about it though. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say is the moment that uh led you to doing music? I say uh when I was in middle school, because when I started middle school, it was a performing arts school, so everybody in there did something. Uh but I went in when I went in there, I went in there to do dance. Um, but, you know, there were singers, there's people in bands. So after school, you would just be able to create and uh, really get to see what these kids have, like what their potential is, what they like to do. So, uh, you know, we would be after school and I'll be hanging out with a whole bunch of people from band and choir and they'd be rapping, making beats, stuff like that. So it kind of just intrigued me and kind of, you know, it made me feel like, Maybe I could try this and I might be good at it too, or just something for fun for real when it first started out. Okay. So uh who were some of your favorite uh artists growing up who you like listening to? Uh Young Young Money was was definitely like everybody on Young Money was my inspiration growing up, like Wayne Drake and Nikki, those are probably my top three, I would say most influential influential for me at the time when I was in middle school. Okay. So uh where where did you get your artist name from? 
to be honest, it was really just a, at first it was just my Instagram name, but then I was like, I might as well just make this my artist name at this point. Cause I, I really didn't even feel like having two different names. I was like, everybody was already calling me this name from Instagram. So I was like, why not just keep that and use that for the artist name? And it matched cause you know, the type of music I do is just more of like a smooth type of vibe. So I was like, I might as well just keep at then. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, take me back to the time when you went to a recording studio for the first time. Uh, just kind of describe that experience. Was it kind of rough for you to catch on at first, or was it was you uh, just a natural? It was easy for you to catch on. Um, I would say I was definitely nervous. My first time in the studio was actually for a feature for somebody, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." So I went up there with my dad, and uh, I was nervous just because. I didn't, I've never heard myself through a professional microphone like that before. So, uh, you know, I, I was like, maybe I sound good, but I might not sound good once I get in there and actually hear my voice. I was just thinking like that. But once I got in there and I started trying different things and, you know, the engineer was cool and he was talking me through the things. So it was a comfortable environment for me. And once I felt the environment, I got comfortable as well. So. It was it was shaky at first, but then once I kept getting back in the booth, it just got easier. Okay. Yeah. So as far as your process, would you say if you you more of a freestyler, a writer, or is it like a mixture of both? Um, when it ah, uh, trying to think. Nah, I'm I'm definitely a writer. I freestyle sometimes, but they don't be as good as it is when I'm writing. Okay. Yeah. So what what uh when would you say you um had the confidence or uh, what moment um would you say you had the confidence to pursue music? I would say when I was a sophomore in high school, I had dropped this little freestyle and uh posted on Instagram and like the next day everybody at school was coming up to me like at, at freestyle was hard, all this all that and people sharing it, the whole school was knowing and you know with everybody coming up to me and saying I was I was good stuff about it, it just made me feel like okay, maybe I do have the potential to keep doing this and turn the freestyles into songs and actually start dropping some stuff and making it a actual career. No, absolutely. So you currently uh independent right now. Uh, would you uh sign to a label if it made sense? If it made sense, yeah. Uh, cause I've I've had offers come to me before but you know there was like 360 deals and stuff like that and I'm I'm like I'm I'm to the point now like I've I've been in the game for a while so I've just been able to kind of learn the music business and uh I feel like you know independent is a good route until a deal you know until there's a deal that can come by that y'all can negotiate on that is a win for them and a win for you as well so okay so as far as your process right now, um, how often you be going to the studio? I try to go at least once a week. Uh, sometimes, like now that my schedule is really starting to free up, uh, it's probably gonna be two to three times a week. Uh, I just like to go in there and just, even if I don't make a full song, like I just need to make sure that I'm in there writing, getting my voice warm. Like it's just like a kind of like a routine now at this point. Okay. So uh, take me back to the time when you dropped your uh, music to the public for the first time. 
Um, just kind of describe how the city was embracing you when people was able to hear your music for the first time. Yeah, uh, when I dropped my first single, it was weird because I was like, dang, like, and and at that time, that was like when I was just on SoundCloud, but it was still like a big moment for me because I was like, you know, this is my first official song, like in the studio, no feature, like just me saying what I need to say, whatever. Like, um, it was definitely crazy though, because like the support was crazy, people at school was crazy, like it was just a lot of positive reinforcement for me. Like, like you can keep doing this, even though I knew at the time, like, okay, this is cool, but I know I can do better. But it was still like it was still a good start for me though. Okay. Yeah. So uh have you have you done any shows yet? I have. Uh I've done a couple shows this this year. Well actually not I haven't done a lot of shows this year. Uh I did a lot last year, but I got a lot of shows lined up already for this year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Okay. Uh what what would you say is the biggest one you've done so far? I'd say the biggest the biggest one I've done so far is uh I opened for this girl, this R and B artist from her, her name's Mars. Uh she had a show last year here in Louisville and the vibes was crazy and the audience was crazy. So that was that was probably my biggest show so far. Yeah. Okay. So I know uh earlier you was talking about, you know, the music scene in Louisville, so just kind of describe the music scene in Louisville right now, as far as you know, from the major artists that blew up from here and then the local artists do a lot of local artists collab here. You know, we don't have, you know, uh, big artists blew up from here as far as uh, um, Bryson, Jack, and uh, recently uh, ESTG. So I think people in, I think the music scene in Louisville is starting to understand that, like, if we just come together, there's only only good stuff can happen with that. Like us being separated and hating on each other and stuff will do nobody no justice. But if we start coming together, collaborating, doing shows together, uh, things like that, like the more, you know, this artist is bringing their art, their audience, this artist is bringing their audience, like everybody's coming together and just showcasing talent for the city to see it does nothing but just put a spotlight on us uh, in the long run. Absolutely. So uh, have you uh, collabed with any uh, local artists uh, here? Yeah, I have. I, uh, I've collabed with Mars. Uh, I've collabed with, I would say, about two or three different artists. Because uh, a lot of artists here do, like, strictly rap. And I don't really do rap like that for real. So I just try to focus on, like, the R&B scene and, like, the singers and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's kinda, yeah. It's kind of uh, cool that you got your own lane. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as uh, artists, do you got anybody on your um, hit list that you want to work with in the future that you've been thinking about uh, getting the studio with? I think right now, like the, the next artist that's like, that's big that I feel like could be attainable is definitely like Tusi. Um, I've been following him since before he blew up, just seeing his progress from when he started to now was like, I gotta get in the studio with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, I tell a lot of artists, like, you go to, because uh, he's a Tusi stay in Atlanta, like, you go to Atlanta, freaking, and just move around there for a couple of days, you bound to, it's bound to be beneficial. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody's down there, you know? Yeah. But uh, what would you say is your most successful uh, project right now? I would say my most successful project is probably the first project I ever dropped. Uh, it's called Birth of a Bull. It was a little EP, had like six, seven songs on it. Uh, but there was one song on there, it's called Somebody, that kind of just blew the whole EP up. So everybody was loving it because it was like a kind of like an experimental song, like something that I ain't never done before. And I was like, you know, let me just throw it on the EP and see what it do. And everybody loved it. So it just kind of ran the numbers up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for all your uh, followers out there, uh, what are some things you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music? Um, I definitely like to just chill with like with my friends and stuff. Uh, I like to play games like 2K, Madden. Uh, I do go to the range sometimes. And uh, I definitely like to try new stuff, like trying new food and stuff, like food I ain't never had before. Or maybe go to an event that I ain't never been to before, like trying different cultures and stuff. Like that's definitely something I like to do. Okay. So uh, what are your uh, short and long-term goals? What do you want to accomplish? Short-term goal, I'll say uh, short-term would probably be being able to perform in like three major cities. Uh, that'd probably be the short-term goal. And then the long-term goal is to have like a cross-country tour. That'd be the long-term goal. Okay. Yeah. So as far as 2023, just – um. Um, list some things you got coming up for the rest of the year, whether that be projects, uh, features, or anything like that. So coming up for the year, uh, for real, for I can start with this Sunday, uh, Nike's coming down to Louisville to have an Air Max day. It's going to be like events and games and stuff like that at Hibbit Sports and City Gear, but they want me to perform at both of those stores. So that's kind of a big deal for me. And then uh, Derby, I'll be opening for some big artists. Can't really say them right now, but I'll be performing. I'll be opening for some big artists uh, during Derby weekend. Um, got a, about three singles already lined up to drop this year. Uh, going out of town, shooting videos. Gonna be doing some real crazy stuff in twenty twenty three. So, right. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how how do you want people to uh, perceive you? I would say to receive me as an artist, not just a rapper. I know like a, there's a lot of people who rap, especially in Louisville, um, but I try not to put myself in that box because when you're an artist, you do you can do whatever. You can do any type of music. You can fit in any lane. You can adjust. Like I'm just that type of person where I don't like to be caged in. I like to have the freedom to do what I want. Oh yeah. I can feel that. Yeah. So give me give me your uh your uh Mount Rushmore. Give me your uh top five uh 
most influential people to you. It could be, you know, family, um, artists, or actor, anybody, you know. Top five. Okay, so number one, got to be my mama for sure. Uh, number two, I would say it would have to be, uh, I'd say it had to be probably Drake. Number three, I would say it had to be uh, one of my aunties because she's from a small town just like me, and she grew up to be a model. She's in California right now. She's been shoots for she's been music videos for Bryson and Kendrick and a whole lot of other artists. She's doing big stuff. Um, Mars, she's an R and B artist from the city, but she's influential because she's a black gay woman just like me and did the same thing, came from the same city and, and blew up. So definitely her. And I say number five would uh have to be my older sister. She came from the same household. She had a set goal, a set dream, and she followed that dream, and she's in California, too, doing her thing, so. Oh, okay. Oh, what do your uh, sister do? She is, she was doing modeling, but her her main goal was really to go to law school and get her law degree. So that's what she's over there doing right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, closing remarks, anything else you want to let the people know that you got going on and um, just um, let people know how to keep up with you on social media and things like that? Yeah, uh, y'all can all follow me uh, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter uh, at Vibe Like Ty, so V-I-B-E dot like dot Ty, T-Y. Um, got, a, got a single coming up soon, thinking like April, late April, so just be on the lookout for that. Uh we going to have some shows coming up, some videos coming up, so just be ready. Absolutely. Uh, for anybody, uh, well, I ain't going to just say Louisville, but anybody that, that follows me, you know, uh, tap in with uh, Vibe Like Ty. You know, uh, I listened to your uh, music a couple of days ago before uh, we did this, so I like real like uh upbeat music makes me happy because a lot of music makes you real moody you know what i'm saying yeah. that's why i was like i have to as i got older i have to like have a balance because if i if i listen to like little dirk or somebody all day i'll be feel like i'm about to fight somebody or something you know right. so, you know, like no i gotta have a balance all right <laughs> Yeah, God, that's why I was doing the week most of the time. I don't really listen to that until the weekend because I was listening to RMT or something during the week. Just yeah. Back, you know. Thanks. Well, yeah, man. Uh, anybody that's in the Louisville area, uh, support Vibe Like Todd, man. You know, uh, all the artists on interview from here. Uh, you know, um, I don't know if you know some of the artists that I interviewed here as far as like Game Type, Black Steve, uh, 86 yeah. Night. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple, 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 couple more artists, but um, I would say you got the most unique style because everybody else raps, so I ain't all right. uh, love music sound different than all theirs. So you have to normalize supporting the people that uh that we can physically touch a harp on it every time I do um episodes because you know we get into a habit of you know and it's nothing wrong with it, but. We just have to balance it out. We get in the habit of supporting people that has billion dollar machines behind them, like the people we see on Instagram, the Drakes, the little babies, 
and everything like that. And then you can have a person that's, you know, that's just as talented as them or make good music and people won't support them or they'll wait till it's too late, you know, and then once they blow up and then they'll feel some type of way when you, you know, you don't really acknowledge them like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's good that you uh support people while you can physically touch them because, you know, you ain't going to never see Drake walk through Walmart or Kroger, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to never get to touch him. So. <laughs> nah. But uh, absolutely, uh, everybody, uh, this concludes another episode of Eric J. The Great Podcast. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. I need everybody to um, uh, tap in with Vab Like Tower on all streaming platforms, uh, streaming music. Go follow her on Instagram. Subscribe to her uh, YouTube channel. Uh, also, uh, be on the lookout. I got about six big interviews coming up real soon. I got a big interview coming up with PBE Pluto. It's one of the biggest artists in Atlanta right now. Uh, he's uh, got a, a singer that's going crazy across the country called 50 Ball. He's been touring across the country. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, NPR Richie Rich. He's touring across the country right now. That interview's dropping. Uh, Free Ray Ricky Ross. And uh, Young and MH, uh, that's my guy. Uh, he's one of the biggest artists in New York right now. He's on the verge of getting signed by a major role right now. So um, be on the lookout for those interviews. And I got a couple more. I can't name them all. But uh, I appreciate everybody uh, supporting the podcast. And, you know, uh, anytime you want to come on the show, uh, just let me know. You hit me up anytime. And I also do – you know, real life stuff, you know, it just have to be an interview. You know, I talk about police brutality, uh, relationships, child support, uh, should you kick your kid out of 18 years old, you know, anything that I know a person going to come across at some point in their life. And that was the main reason I started a podcast just so I know like, uh, mental health is real absent among minorities. I feel like, uh, it's good for, uh, people that look alike to have conversations amongst each other or people that don't look alike just so you can know that people go through similar things or think similar ways no matter how successful or how poor they are, you know? Yeah. Well, well absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you for letting me on the show. All right, no problem.